0: Hey everyone, welcome to 11 Questions, where each week we meet a new person and get to know them. I'm your host, Taman Tiwana, and today we are meeting an Indian-American author, Falbuni Kothari. Let's get to know her with 11 Questions. Hi, Falbuni. Welcome to 11 Questions. Hi, Taman. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm good. Thanks for joining me today. Would you say you're a reader first or a writer first?
1: Definitely a reader. You know, a lot of writers say that they always knew that they wanted to be writers and they had these uh, wishes and ambitions from when they were a child. Mine was not like that. In fact, in school, I hated, absolutely hated writing in any form. So I fell into it quite accidentally about 10, 12 years ago. So definitely reader. I think I've read most of my
0: life, but the writing is a new thing. And how did it come into your life, the love for writing?
1: My kids started growing up. I had more time on my hands. And then I think one day my mother was like, hey, listen, find something you love to do and just do it. I love learning things. So I was looking at, you know, online courses. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to go back to school and study a bit more or, you know, learn something. So I just put my, you know, wet my feet with online classes. And I stumbled across this course called Romance Writing Secrets. And I took it. It was, um, twice weekly and for about six weeks. But believe me, by the end of the six weeks, I was hooked. I was like, Oh my God, how have I not done this before? So it was That's just awesome. It. Yeah. But if you couldn't be a writer, what else would you be doing instead? I'm, um, STEM girl. I love science. So I wanted to be uh, an astrophysicist, but, um, the way uh like I grew up in Mumbai my parents were a little conservative more than that it was our family structure that that we got married early and all of that and then my one thing was that to to do astrophysics or to do any kind of master's or PhD in physics I would have had to leave India and go somewhere else and that was not going to happen in my family so I was like okay if I can't do that then might as well get married and get
0: on with my life. <laughs> And now that you are into writing and you have written so many books, do you follow a writing routine?
1: Not really. Mine is uh, like I haven't uh, written, I think, since the pandemic began. Like I've written so slowly. For me, it's more about the story that I want to tell. So when I get that, that I need to tell this story, that's when I write that story. It's not routine. It's not regular. It's not that every day I'll get up and I'll write for one hour, two hours or five hours. It's not that. I I need to, if, when when the story becomes, when it's, when my brain is saturated with it, that's when I sit down and write it. And is there something that you find challenging about the writing process? Coming up with stories, I think. I think the writing for me is easy because again, if I'm really interested in in the story or the characters that I want to share with the world and the writing comes really fast, but it's the, it's the getting to the story, like what story do I want to tell or what kind of characters or which setting do I want to showcase? That's the challenging bit because to find something new or something that speaks to me, I think that is a little difficult.
0: When you're not writing, what else do you like to do? I travel a lot, I read a lot, just live life. You were born in India, you lived in India for so long. What's your favorite thing about Indian culture?
1: You know, it's the literally living in each other's
0: pockets. When I was in India,
1: it used to bother me. I'm like, why is everyone so interested in what I'm doing, what I'm not doing? Everybody has some advice to give or, you know, share their two penny bits about your life, right? It gets bothersome when you're in the middle of it but then when I move to this country and there's literally nobody who does that right on a day-to-day basis here and that's what I miss I'm like oh my god in India you open the door you get out of your bedroom and there's like a (laughs) boatload of people right there to you know ask you something do something you're always busy with people around you here it's not like that so here it's kind of it it takes you a while to adjust to the lifestyle and I go to India pretty often so you know it's a shock when you go there you're suddenly bombarded with all of this you come here and you feel as if you've reached you're sitting on a mountaintop with just silence
0: around (laughs) that's true though here the absence of community is very stark but in India I know it can also get too much it's just the lack of boundaries sometimes (laughs) yeah the lack of
1: boundaries which again that's what I said you know the when you're living amongst it you get bothered by it like these people have just no boundaries but when you're here you kind of miss that like oh my god there's nobody who cares enough to tell me
0: what to do I've always felt like there should be a balance between the two. Like yeah. if, if our people could be like a little less intrusive, that could be such right. a good good community right. feeling, which uh, doesn't happen. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And on that note, what's something that you don't like about the Indian culture? Same thing. They butt <laughs> in to
1: everybody's business.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite Indian authors? So I know a bunch of them because
1: I started uh, writing for HarperCollins Harlequin there. When I started, when my first or the second book came out, they had just launched the Indian Mills and Boom. Of course, it's not there anymore. They shut down the imprint because I think it, I don't know whether it was doing well, not doing well, but they decided to shut it down. So I met a whole bunch of Indian authors there. There's Shilpa Saraj. There's Aditya Banerjee. There's Aarti D. Raman. Of course, there's Anuja Chauhan. I think some of her books have been made into movies. I don't know if Jumpa Lahiri can be an Indian author. Do, do we consider her an Indian author? I think I do. Well, <laughs> well, she's an Indian diasporic author. Yeah. And that way, uh, along those lines, I love Hindu Sundaresan. And Divakarun. Chitra. Yeah. Banner, Chitra. Diva Karuni, correct. The Palace of Illusions. I, I can never writer. get her name right. Of course, there's, then there's Sonali Dev, who writes fabulous fiction and she's a an American Desi author. There's Nisha Sharma. Oh my God. There are so many of them. There's just so many of them and everyone's writing style is so different and lovely that you can't, you know, really pick and choose one. Do you want me to pick and choose? No, no. I would never do that. <laughs> it's too hard. It's too hard. Uh, recently, I read uh, The Henna Artist, Alka... Alka Joshi. Alka Joshi. Oh, my goodness. Henna Artist and the second one, The Secret, uh, keeper, of Secret Jaipur. keeper of Jaipur. Have you read the books? Yeah, I've read both. They books. are incredible, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I also spoke with Elka a few episodes ago. She's also amazing too. Talk oh my to god, me. she's amazing. Books are amazing. Oh
1: my god. Oh my goodness. And I listen to them. Like I listen to the audio and it's just so pitch perfect. The narrator is fantastic, the story just involves you. Oh, I, I haven't know.
0: checked the audiobook. Now Love I'm curious. You. Maybe I'll yeah. get those for the reread.
1: Yes, yes. You know, like audiobooks were something that I never ever thought I'd start liking. My last story that came out was in audio. It was for yes. uh, Audible Original, the setup. And I never realized that I would like, because of that, I started listening to more audio and I'm, I'm hooked
0: now. I'm just hooked. It's I, I also switched to audio in COVID because I yeah. started going to, uh, for a walk every day because we've right. been getting out and that's when I got so much into audio books that now I feel weird if I don't have an audio book on my list. Right. right? And it's such a different experience
1: of listening to the story as opposed to reading it, you know. Have you listened to
0: Unmarriageable by Sonia Kamal? No, I haven't listened. I've read the book. That is one I listened and like absolutely loved because she herself narrated it, but there's so much like voice acting she has done that I didn't even realize it's the author who has done it. I thought this this is definitely a professional who has done it. But it's amazing. That's one okay. book I would say definitely get the audiobook for. I will. I will. <laughs> and moving on to our next question. Speaking okay. of books, if you were to be deserted on an island, which three books would you take with you?
1: One is an old classic. I reread it over and over again. Private Prejudice, Jane Austen. Can you see this? Can you see Mr. Darcy? I already saw that. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I was thinking I have a friend who is crazy for Mr. Darcy. And I was going to send this video to her and be like see i found a person like you please do
1: (laughs) so that is one that i would take um then there's outlander uh diana gabaldon and the third one i think palace of illusions it's a great book that's a good book that's a different perspective the way she's just you know immersed us in that world which which was so female centric and again, it showed us such a different picture because the Mahabharat we know is, of course, from you know the doordarshan whatever you know, the, or the Balaji production Mahabharat, you know, <laughs>
0: which is. And also all the like historic texts, whether it's mythology or real history, it's yeah. all like from such a male perspective always. So it's refreshing to read that book.
1: Yeah, but I believe the new the new Mahabharat on TV does have female and uh, and male perspectives. So They're also
0: making a movie on the Palace of Revolution the Palace of Revolution. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna be the first one to see it. I'll definitely watch that movie when I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And for our last question now, if you were to pick one interesting life experience to share, what would you tell today? who
1: uh something that grew me as a person. I think raising children. I never liked children when I was younger. I mean, I've had children because my husband loves children. I- I'm not mother material at all. I'm more like a, you know, like a happy friend or, a, you know, a naughty aunt. Like I'm the one who, you know, encouraged them to do all the wrong things. But yeah, just to, you know, like every stage of raising a child changes you because one, you're responsible for someone else. You're responsible for their moral strength and character. And that, of course, is going to change you because then you start questioning certain decisions you've made. You want to be the best person you can be so that they can see who you are and then sort of, you know, emulate that, I guess. So that's, I think, one of the the most, the strongest character building experiences
0: that I've had is raising children. Thanks, Falguni, for answering all my questions. And now I want to talk about your books also. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I have checked their website and there are so many amazing options that I can't wait to try. Go to the link in the show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one new kit. You've written a lot of books and I'm just curious, how do you manage your time, especially when you have children around? So now I have grown children who don't technically live with me. But when I began writing, they
1: were both still in middle school. I think I started writing in the middle of the night anyway, my creative juices flow when, when the whole world is silent, when I'm almost half asleep, so that, you know, my brain isn't working, it's just whatever, you know, my brain is in that creative, uh, or it just switches off to that, uh, you know, non thinking not, well, I am thinking, it's not as if I write without thought, but it's, what can I say, it's not thinking in a pragmatic way, but it's thinking more in a creative way. And that's when my juices flow. So that was, I used to get up like at about 2 in the morning and then write through till 7. Because during the day, you're busy doing things. Other stuff is going on. So I, I, I used to write like that. Now it's changed. That was the first couple of books. And then it slowly started changing because it's not sustainable to wake up at 2 o'clock and then write till 7 and then have a full day and then, you know, sleep again and whatever. Because I don't write every day. Because I only write when the story comes to me. I start writing, then it's 24-7. Then I don't stop
0: till the whole book is out. And I've noticed that you wrote more than one genre. So how do you switch between the writing style? That's also because of the
1: story that I want to tell. The story that appeals to me at that point. It sometimes doesn't work. I mean, most of the times your agent and your editor will say, don't do that. Because you need to build an audience in one genre, one field before you switch to another. But I can't write like that. I don't seem to write like that. And the minute you tell me to do something different, I freeze up. So I just write the story. That appeals to me at that point. So it doesn't... And and I let somebody else decide uh, what the genre is, how do you want to market it, whether it's going to be traditionally published, whether it's going to be self-published. Because with my last love story, I thought I was writing romance and it wasn't. It was women's fiction. And I only realized that when I started pitching it as a romance and editors started giving me feedback that, darling, this is not a romance, it's women's fiction. So... I write the story and then other people have to figure out what it is.
0: (laughs) Where does it fall on the shelf? And when you're writing these stories, do you take inspiration for characters from the people in your life? Definitely. People in my life from newspapers, from other books, from
1: movies, from anything really. I guess being an author, you're kind of stealing other people's lives or at least eavesdropping on them and then, you know,
0: sort of molding it into your story. So that's what happens? And now if listeners want to buy your books, how can they do that? Well, I think Barnes and Noble,
1: Amazon, all of them have my books. Kobo, iBooks. I mean, if you want digital, three or four of them are on um, audio, on Audible in the, the regular channel, or you can contact me and we'll figure it out.
0: And are you working on anything new? When can we expect the next one?
1: I am I don't know when you can expect it but I am working on something which um, well it's marinating in my brain and I've written the first couple of chapters but life has been tough right in these um, you know since last March and I fell sick with COVID right in the beginning and then it took me a while it took me a while to get back my uh, you know get my health back on track then things happened and, you know, like we've had a lot of uh, sickness and losses in our family. All of that has been going on. So, so my writing has taken a backseat, but I'm definitely thinking of that book. And we should have something. We should have something by the beginning of next year. Crossing I look my forward fingers. to Everybody that. Everybody, please
0: cross your fingers. <laughs> Good luck with your Thank next you. book, I hope I hope to read it soon. So that's why uh, there's a selfish interest in there. <laughs> Well, thank you again. The first copy. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. And thank you for being my guest today. It was really great talking to you.
1: Thank you for having me. This is this is amazing. I, I think I, and I need to do more of this because then it brings me back into the world of writing and then I
0: miss it and then I want to write. Happy to help. Listeners, do check out Falguni's books. You can also find her on Instagram or her website, com. And I'll meet you again next week with a new guest. Thank you for listening to our conversation today. Hope you enjoyed getting to know our guest as much as I did. You can also watch a video version of this conversation on 11Questions YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you like this episode, please leave a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 11QuestionsPod for more videos and updates. And I'll be back next week with a new guest. Bye!